What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like sports? Cause we like sports. Let's talk about sports. It's Sports Shack. Sports Shack. It's Sports Shack. And away we go with episode 240 of the Sports Yak podcast. The Roberto Clemente episode. Now him I've heard of. Oh, what a great ball player. So fluid to watch out in right field. Maybe one of the greatest arms I've ever seen from a right fielder. 3,000 career hits. And then the noble and tragic death as he is trying to deliver supplies to earthquake survivors in Nicaragua on New Year's Eve. His plane goes down in a storm. And Roberto Clemente, the first player ever to be uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame without the waiting period. Wow, I forgot about that. At, uh, what, what year was that? Uh, 1973, I believe. Okay. Yes. Wow. He he reached 3,000 hits in his final game and then in the offseason delivering these supplies and just what a great human being. Mm. Family Broadcasting Corporation in association with the Studio DNA Podcast Network presents Sports Yak. One host knows sports. And who's right there? The other doesn't know sports, but... Somehow they meet in the middle. It's all the way! It is! It's good! Here's your host, Corey Mann. Get your big butt out of here! And Indiana Sports Broadcast Hall of Famer, this one will be relived, Chuck Freebie. Forever! Well, we could jump into sports, but I think what the people, the Yak fans, want is an exclusive to a controversial, uh, still unfolding situation. Because usually the podcast will end with something that goes a little like this. Chuck, you're on Twitter, right? Well, not right now. What in the world is happening? So, (laughs) let's take you deep inside. Um, Wednesday, I'm recovering from my colonoscopy. And still shaking off the fog of the anesthetic when I get a text from my son 
who has been sent a screenshot from his buddy Billy. And Billy's basically asking, what's going on? Because he tried to go to the 46 Sports Twitter account, and it says this account is temporarily restricted. And Pete's like, what did you do? And I kind of thought, what did I do? Because maybe somewhere in the anesthetic, because I do remember when I got in the, when I got in the car right after the procedure, that's when everything was breaking loose with Notre Dame and Wake Forest rescheduling their game to December 12th. Mm-hmm. So I remember tweeting about that. I thought, could I have done something stupid? Could you have added in some opinion? <laughs> no. And, and I've been very careful not, but even adding opinion on something like that. Yeah. As well, long, you, you, you don't you don't throw out f bombs like it's no, nobody's business. No. So, and even that on Twitter doesn't really yeah that didn't do seem to do anything. So, n- nothing. nothing. And. At that point, I had still been able to post, but then I noticed I couldn't tweet, I couldn't like anything, I couldn't quote a tweet, I could do nothing. I could read tweets, and that was it. And so I went to the Help Center for Twitter. And, of course, that's all automated. And I even looked up a number for Twitter, but if you call that number, they are very distinct and clear we do not do customer support over the phone because why would I want to talk to a human? So uh, that was Wednesday. It's Friday. It's 920 as we record this, and I am still in Twitter jail. Wow. Um, I appreciate your support in um, tweeting at Twitter and Twitter support. Mm -hmm. I encourage others to tweet at Twitter and Twitter support to free 46 sports. I have sent them now four emails and I get basically an automated reply. And I will say that their bots are, are fairly clever. They say, okay, well, this is related to case and the case number that I was originally given. Uh, But that doesn't solve my problem of being able to get information out to the people. So right now, I I encourage you to like the 46 Sports Facebook page because that's where I'm operating from. Um, Different different things. I normally on Facebook go with more basic stuff because there are things that you can do on Twitter that you can't do on Facebook. For instance, polls. Mm -hmm. You can't. On a Friday, I would typically have you pick winners on Twitter. Well, you can't do that on Facebook. So I went down the rabbit hole pretty deep yesterday because I wanted to help in any way I could. I appreciate I saw one of our mutual friends direct uh, a tweet to Twitter, and then I found Twitter support. But I looked at, like, reporting an account that's out of line. That's Mm kind of how I went down, like, you know, I and I part of me was like, I wonder if uh, I wonder if you've ruffled somebody's feathers and they they sent a hey, you should look into this because, you know, I'll oh. be the I'll be the first to advocate for you that you don't press anybody's buttons. You just you know birthdays, Bible verses, and ball games. Oh, if you want to use that, you can. There you go. Um, so that's why I went to Twitter support. But you're right. I kind of went down the pathway of 
where is a phone number or an email or somebody to get you out of jail? Yeah, because usually with most organizations, you can find a number to kind of go behind the scenes. And I think they typically respect that if you worked hard enough to do that, yeah, we're going to try to help you out. And also, you got enough followers, and in my opinion, real followers, it's time for the check mark. Well, I've never understood how those are doled out. I don't either. I don't uh, get how some people that have lower numbers than you have a check mark. Well, I, I'm not trying to be braggadocious, but just about every sportscaster in this market has lower numbers than I do, and yet they have check marks. They have check marks. Wow. Well, keep us up to date on this breaking news. <laughs> and uh, Well, we won't have another yak till Wednesday. I'd better be out by then. <laughs> All right, let's talk some sports Friday night. You still have a football game to broadcast tonight. I do. I do. And I've got to keep my head in the game. Got to got to put my head in the game. There's a, there's a little high school musical for the younger. Is that y- what that was? Yakafiles. I didn't know if that was a Will Smith reference for his birthday, but now that I think about it, yeah, high school well, musical. Well, if I were doing a Will Smith reference for his birthday, I'd be saying I was getting jiggy with it. Thank you. You know. And I would say it in as formal a tone as I could just to drive my kids nuts. Maybe tonight Will Smith references for the whole game. Lyrics. I I fear that that might be lost on my broadcast partner. You think so? Well, that's the whole point. <laughs> All right. Anyway, tonight we go to Walkerton for the first time since 2003. And since I didn't start working at this organization until 2004... It'll be my first time in Walkerton for a football game as John Glenn plays Bremen for first place in the NIC South. Now, that's the first time we've ever been able to utter that sentence, but here's John Glenn, 2-0 in the NIC South. They have defeated Riley, and they have defeated Jimtown, and now Bremen stands in its way, and it's, it's interesting in this game, I think, the size differential. The fact that Bremen has this massive offensive line, uh, guys in the 260s and 280s, which for a 2A school is... Now, big doesn't necessarily mean you're good, but I think in this case, you look at the running numbers that Bremen has put up, it's, it's a pretty decent offensive line. John Glenn also has some decent running numbers, but they do it with quickness. They do it with point of attack and misdirection. And it'll just be interesting to watch how this one unfolds. Glenn hammered Bremen last year. But Bremen's got everybody back, and they've got a running back named Blake Dingus that is healthy this year and has back-to-back 100-yard rushing games. So he'll be fun to watch for fans, and I think uh, you'll want to pay attention to Glenn quarterback Nathan Creed. He is 81% of John Glenn's offense goes through him. So... There are a couple of the stars to watch, Bremen and Glenn, live on Facebook, YouTube, and the Champions Network at 645, and then on TV 46 tonight at 11 tomorrow morning at 9. We should do top 10 young high school quarterback names for this season, because I think that might be top five. Nathan Creed. Nathan Creed. Creed for the touchdown. You've got Nathan Creed. He's a junior. Nate Newcomer is no longer a newcomer. He's who's the who's senior. the young man at Marion? Oh, Maddox Begonia Bright. 
Oh, Maddox Begonia Bright. And over at Elkhart, Cameron Wiltfong. Oh, so good. Throwback, Ron Paulus Jr. Justin Fisher at Mishawaka. Yeah, some good names, yeah. good names. What else uh, makes you go, ooh, look at this? Well, if if we had not done Penn last week, I probably would have selected Marion at Penn because that, to me, is another game where, okay, Penn's 2-3, and three, but they are literally four points away from being 4-1. and one. They've lost two one-point games this year to Valparaiso and to Elkhart, both of them ranked teams. They're playing at home. They have not lost back-to-back NIC games since. Want to take a stab at this one? 1991. Earlier. 1980. They have not lost back-to-back NIC games in 40 years. And if Marion beats them tonight, that's what will happen to Penn. But can Marion hold up to that Penn offensive and defensive line? Both of those lines were able to get the job done last week, I thought, against Elkhart. The defensive line was able to put some pressure on Cameron Wiltfong. The offensive line gave the running backs, Kyle Riffle and Alex Hardrick, some room to run. And quite frankly, Marion has not played an offensive or defensive line to this caliber yet this year. Marion is full out said, Penn is the gold standard. That's what we want to be. That's what we want to accomplish. And as I said last week on the Game of the Week in the intro, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Mm-hmm. And Marion hasn't beaten Penn. Now, they haven't played him that much. This is only the 16th meeting in the rivalry. But Marion hasn't beaten Penn since the 1970s. Here's a fun narrative, too, coming off what a game last Friday oh, yeah. night down to the last second. It'll be interesting to see how Penn responds from that loss, home field. You know, what kind of fuel was that for the fire this week? Yeah. Did you let yourself get down and pout about that and sulk about that? Does that put a chip on your shoulder that, hey, we're not that far away. We need to fine-tune some things, and we can do better. Now, Marion definitely has speed. We've already mentioned the quarterback, Maddox Begonia Bright. They've got Malcolm Anderson and Davion Taylor, and Greg Atkinson, and Jason Johnson. I mean, they've got some burners on this team. So that's going to be something that Penn is going to have to defend. But I think the fact that they played Elkhart last week and had to defend some talented, fast receivers gives Penn something to work with going into this game. Okay. So that to me, that's the fascinating matchup in the NIC North. Another good matchup in the NIC North has Adams going to New Prairie. Remember, Adams started out like a house of fire, 3-0. and They ran into St. Joe and Marion. Now they're 3-2. and New Prairie has lost to two really good teams, and Andrean and Marion both ranked. Adams is not ranked. New Prairie's playing at home. I would have to favor the Cougars going into this game, who seemed to find their offensive stride last week. They kind of went back to some smash-mouth football. Noah Mungia and... Bobby Seifert each ran for over 100 yards. They've got a huge offensive line led by a D1 recruit in Hunter Whitenack. And I look for New Prairie to just try to play smash-mouth football against Adams and just try to run them over. We'll see if that happens tonight at Amzie Miller Field. 
good one in the Hoosier North Conference. You've got LaVille. Remember, they didn't play the first three weeks of the season because of COVID-19. They're 2-0. and They go down and they play a Knox team that started out 0-2, but now they're starting to figure out what Russ Radke wants them to do, putting it together. Last week, very impressive in beating John Glenn. And LaVille will have its hands full tonight going down to Community Field to take on the Redskins of Knox. Uh, it will be the most physical team that LaVille has faced so far this year. So Will Holstrasser, who has a fairly young team, will be curious to see how his sophomores that he puts out there handle going up against a, a talented and physical bunch from Knox. And then you look in the Northeast Corner Conference, you have Fairfield and Angola. Here are two teams that are 4-0 on the year. Two years ago, Corey, Angola beat Fairfield 70 to nothing. A lot of those seniors now on Fairfield played in that game. They have not forgotten. And they want their vengeance. And the Falcons are playing much better. They have a quarterback named Corey Lance who runs the triple option offense. When he was running as a sophomore, he barely knew what he was doing. Well, now he's his third year, and he's got a really good idea of what he's doing. And I find that a fascinating matchup in the NECC tonight. Nice. He better know what he's doing. Hopefully his uh, players along with, with their two. Well, and, and that's part of the triple option is it's it puts such a high emphasis on execution. Yes. But if you execute it properly... It's very, very difficult to defend. What college team am I thinking of that runs that? Navy. Navy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to head up to Michigan for week two? Week two in Michigan, uh, the game that we previewed yesterday on our 46 Sports social media preview on Facebook was Kalamazoo United at Coloma. High numbers of passing in this game. Coloma's got a young man by the name of Drew Goodline, who is the latest in a good line of good lines to go through Coloma. And he threw for four touchdowns and ran for one last week. So I would expect him to be featured tonight against the Kalamazoo United team that threw for 205 yards itself last week. And that should be a fun one up off I-94. Other games to keep an eye on, Plainwell and Dwajak. Plainwell, a big win last week. Dwajak, a big loss, but the Chieftains playing at home, so that should be interesting. And I think the third game I listed there was Okamos at St. Joseph. Andrew Prattley thinks he's got a pretty good team up at Dickinson Stadium this year. Uh, we shall see. They'll get a little bit of a test from Okamos tonight. College football. This is interesting. Middle of the week as uh, Notre Dame and Wake Forest press the pause button and say, we'll see each other in December. Yeah, that all happened since the last yak. So let's talk a little bit about that in the fact that um, Monday we learned that Notre Dame was going to have to put a hold on practice. And then about an hour later, we learned that they were uh, basically putting a hold on their game with Wake Forest. Uh, the Irish wound up with seven more positive cases of COVID-19 since the USF game last Saturday. That put 10 people in isolation and 13 others in quarantine. Now, you may ask, what's the difference between isolation and quarantine? Isolation means 
you're sick and we are isolating you away from well people. Quarantine means because of contact tracing, you may not be showing any symptoms right now, but we think you could. Mm, And so we're confining you to quarters so that you don't unknowingly spread it to somebody else. Thank you for that explanation. I was kind of like, what's what's the difference? Yeah. So now you've got 23 players on an 85 scholarship team, more than a quarter of the team, eliminated from being able to practice this week. And that's when both schools said, well, this is ridiculous. Plus, Wake Forest didn't want to take the chance of contracting it themselves by playing against somebody that may or may not have it. Uh, The St. Joe County Health Department continues to do contact tracing to try to figure out why was the Notre Dame football team sailing along just fine and then after the first game with Duke coming up with three or four positive cases and after the second game with seven. My theory on this, and from what I read from Eric Hansen's interview with Dr. Mark Fox today in the South Bend Tribune, uh, Fox seems to subscribe to this theory too, is it's it's these families that are coming in to watch the games that may be unknowingly infected and they get together with their children in the Notre Dame bubble and all of a sudden it's spread. Okay. Because I'm not sure that there's any kind of testing procedure that these families have to go through before they come. Now, they were supposed to be, you know, in a separate part of the stadium. But quite frankly, you know these families are getting together with their kids when they're here. And that... Throwing caution to the wind. In in a way, yes. I mean, you've gone through all these painstaking procedures to make sure you're healthy and everything. And that's just like, oh, people from the outside, come on in. I mean... Quite frankly, if you're going to have these families come to the game and not have any testing protocol, you might as well have South Benders come too. Yeah. The magic number is 14. Could you see the following week get canceled as well? Um, well, they are scheduled to be off next oh, week okay. anyway. So it's kind of landed at a decent time. Right. So now they've taken the Wake Forest game, and there was a open week at the very end of the season as well. There was some cushion between the December 5th game with Syracuse and the ACC championship game on December 19th. So now the Wake Forest game is slotted into that cushion. Here's the problem you're going to have, though. 14 days from when it was found, which was Monday, I believe, takes you into the Monday of preparation for Florida State. And another thing that could kind of be inferred from the Mark Fox interview with Eric Hansen was that there are a couple of position groups that are greatly affected on this. I don't know if it's the offensive line or the defensive line, but you kind of get the feeling it's guys that are along the line of scrimmage that come in constant contact with other people, Mm -hmm. which is why USF, who played Notre Dame last week, decided to cancel its game with Florida Atlantic this week because while they hadn't really seen any COVID outbreak from their team, sometimes it takes a while for the virus to show 
And they didn't want to take the chance that, okay, all of a sudden we get to Thursday or Friday and it comes up and then we take the risk of infecting Florida Atlantic as well. Mm -hmm. This would be, if if that were the case, and I'm not sure it would be, but if that happened, that would be the first that we've seen any kind of transmission of COVID on the actual football field. I don't think that's going to happen. I think USF will will come through this okay. And, of course, my Notre Dame alumni friends are like, well, this happened because you played a team from South Florida. No, no. South Florida had nothing to do with this. This this was Notre Dame's problem. This is home base. Yeah. Do you have to have a certain amount of practices before you play the game? Is there a rule in place? No. No, okay. there's not. Um, but I think think kind of the gentleman's agreement that I've seen this year for instance when LaVille had COVID it was discovered on a Wednesday so their 14 day quarantine took them to the Wednesday of the following week well that meant they would have only been able to practice on Thursday to play their week three game on Friday and both schools said well that's ridiculous that's not fair and not competitive so that game just got cancelled I think with Notre Dame having this on a Monday, that will give them time to prepare. Because Tuesday and Wednesday are typically your most physical practices in a college football week. So that would give them time to get ready for Florida State on October 10th. But had this been found on a Wednesday, that might have put the Florida State game in jeopardy. Okay. Other conferences committing to return? Well, the Pac-12... Finally came around last night. They're not going to start until the first Saturday of November. And they will play a seven-game season that concludes on December 19th. Which means that they have no wiggle room in there. If, If they have a COVID problem or something like that during their season, they have no open dates left to fill. But the Pac-12 is the last of the Power Five conferences to come around. The Mountain West has agreed to start its season October 24th. They're playing either an eight- or nine-game season. I think it might be a nine-game season similar to the Big Ten. So the last conference that's out there that's not playing that people pay attention to is the Mid-American Conference, the MAC. And the MAC presidents are supposed to vote today, and one would think that they would come around as well so that all of your major Division I teams will have a fall college football season, as we anticipated on this show all along. (laughs) You want to get into the NFL? I was looking for this weekend's uh, lineups, and I'm having uh, trouble. Well, the NFL last night uh, unfortunately had the misfortune of their Thursday night game being Miami and Jacksonville, which was an absolute dog of a game. The only, the only compelling thing in this game, and I think you'd appreciate that, this one, Ryan Fitzpatrick of the Miami Dolphins is an older quarterback, and he has a huge, shaggy mustache and beard. Gardner Minshew, the quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is known for his rather stylish mustache. So the only uh, thing that people were watching for in this game, and they'd had a little 
jovial trash talk during the week about which was better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was really the only reason to watch the game was to see the beard go against the mustache. <laughs> the beard won 31-13 as the Dolphins get their first win of the year. The 2-0 and Bears go to 0-2 Atlanta on Sunday. But I don't know any Bears fan that feels good about this matchup. Because remember, Atlanta just got done blowing a 15-point lead to the Cowboys last week. They can put points on the board. Atlanta's problem has been stopping people. But do you really worry about stopping the Bears' offense when you know, quite frankly, the Bears' offense is so good at stopping itself? So... Bears at Atlanta, if I had to pick in that game, I would be picking the Falcons, and I believe the the line on that game has the Falcons as a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Colts and the Jets? Colts and the Jets. This should be a walkover for the Colts. I mean, the Jets are just awful right now. In fact, the only way I see the Jets or the Giants winning a game is when they play each other. Um. The Jets are a bad team. The Colts, I think, defensively are coming around. Offensively, as we mentioned Monday, they left a lot of points on the field last week. Phillip Rivers and T.Y. Hilton still don't really have a great connection. That may happen. But I look for old man Rivers to get things rolling and for the Colts to romp over the Jets on Sunday. And then... Lions head out to the desert. The Lions head out to the desert. And uh, they've lost 11 straight, you know. The Lions have. They've lost their last four games in which they had double-digit leads. I'm not even sure they get the double-digit leads this weekend. I don't see any way they cover the Arizona receivers. I look for the Cardinals to fly to 3-0 and and beat the Detroit Lions. Not exactly a shocking prediction. Did you see the footage of the imbecile that broke into Miller Park? No. Uh, there's there's a wanted poster for this guy who fumbles into Miller Park. Security cameras show him walking around, gets out on the field. Oh, he did some damage with the tractor, didn't finds he? Finds a John Deere and about $40,000 in damage, looking like he was trying to spell his name, maybe. Oh, that that would be the smart thing to do. This guy. That way they can't catch you because why would you spell your own name? Oh, this guy. <laughs> Anyways, baseball, Chicago. Yeesh, what's happening? The Cubs are awful right now. The Cubs are unwatchable right now. I had to turn it off yesterday afternoon. I was ready to sit there and watch Alec Mills twirl against the worst team in the National League, the Pittsburgh Pirates. Certainly, they're going to salvage a split out of this series. And Alec Mills, who just a couple of weeks ago threw a no-hitter in Milwaukee, was throwing batting practice to the Pirates. Four homers. Meanwhile, the Cubs look like they're going up there with swizzle sticks right now. I mean, I could go up and get a coffee straw out of the LaCie Family Broadcasting Corporation kitchen and be more threatening than any Cub with a bat right now. Mm. They have scored 10 runs in the last seven games, and five of those were in one game. They're scoring in binary code right now. And yet somehow they lead the National League Central because the National League Central, while it will have maybe four teams in the playoffs this year, 
It's just a steaming pile. That's what the NL Central is, is a steaming pile of badness. Most of these other divisions, like the NL West, you've got the Dodgers, who are really, really good. The Padres, who are really, really good. The Giants are, you know, okay, competitive. And then you've got the Rockies and the uh, Diamondbacks, who are just awful. Okay? In the NL Central, you've just got five teams that are just like warm milk. Eh. (laughs) So the Cubs take their sorry act to U.S. Comiscular Guaranteed Rate Field for the next three games to close out the regular season to take on the White Sox. The White Sox have found magical ways to snatch victory to snatch defeat out of the jaws of victory. On Tuesday night, the White Sox had the lead in extra innings, a two-run lead in extra innings, and then Jose Ramirez hit a three-run homer in the bottom of the 10th to walk them off and beat the Sox. Okay, you still lead the division by a half game over Minnesota. On Wednesday, Jordan Luplo hits a walk-off homer, for Cleveland to beat the White Sox 3-2. And now the Sox trail Minnesota by a half game. Yesterday, the White Sox build a three-run lead in the seventh against Cleveland. And for some reason, Ricky Renteria, and I know, I know that I was touting Ricky Renteria as a manager of the year candidate. And he must have heard and said, hold my beer. <laughs> because Ricky Renteria last night says... Rather than any of the experienced people in my bullpen, I'll ask Carlos Rodon to come out of the bullpen for the first time in his career and pitch in this game. And he promptly gives up four runs in the bottom of the seventh, and the White Sox lose to Cleveland for the third straight by a count of five to four. So now the White Sox trail Minnesota by a game in the AL Central. They have gone from having the best record in the American League and being the number one seed to likely being the number four seed in the playoffs unless they get their act together this weekend. And they very well could because here come the swizzle stick carrying Cubs. I don't know if this is like watching two train wrecks go at each other and just saying, oh my gosh, I have to watch for the fascination of who will stink the most, or if this is just unwatchable this weekend. I haven't made up my mind. I know I won't be watching tonight because I'll be busy. Slightly busy. But, oh, both of them, no pun intended, are just maddening to watch. Oh, I get what you did there. Yeah. By the way, for $500, John Madden on Cameo now, for $500. Hundred dollars. Explain cameo to me. Uh, celebrities coming out of the woodwork, uh, making a little extra change in their pocket. And when I say celebrities, there's a couple of approachable A list on cameo, but it's mostly B, C, and D list. Um, so not quite down to our level yet. Not quite. We're in the we're in more of the M and the N's. <laughs> I was thinking Z, but that's okay. okay. Uh, and for a fee, you can uh, you text in what you'd like them to say to you. Let's say Chuck's birthday is coming up, and I want uh, Kyle Schwarber. I text into Cameo, 
Hey, Chuck Freebie, here you're having a birthday, and all six kids want to tell you this, and your buddy Corey got you this, and I know you're a big Cubs fan, and you call us a dumpster fire, but man, we're going to win one for you tonight. Happy birthday, and it comes to your phone. Okay. Or they've added a direct message. Ah. Which, I mean. Okay. Now, direct message, that would be on Twitter, right? Uh, like a text. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because if it were truly a direct message on Twitter, I would not be able to get that. <laughs> not as of right now. No. Because I just checked. You're still blocked. Yeah. So, for example, I have one of the guy who was uh, Chewbacca recently. Oh. I think I played that for yes, you. you showed did. it to you. That's a cameo. So, John Madden, $500 for him to tell you happy birthday, <laughs> happy <laughs> anniversary, whatever. Did I say John Madden? Joe Madden. Joe Madden. Sorry. Sorry. All right, let's wrap up with the NBA. So the Lakers beat the Nuggets last night by six. Denver gave it a valiant run, but now they're down three games to one. Everybody, Now, this is familiar territory for the Denver Nuggets because in their first two playoff series this year, they've trailed three games to one and come back and won. Uh, the last time, they did it against the Clippers. Newsflash to the Denver Nuggets, the Lakers ain't the Clippers. The Lakers have this guy named LeBron, and he's pretty good. They have another guy named Anthony Davis, and he's pretty good. And they have a guy named Rajon Rondo, who has come back from the dead and basically bedevils teams defensively and just finds little... He's like a little gnat, Corey. He just, he just gets in there, and, and you keep swatting at him, and you don't get him, and, and then he bites you and stuff like that. That's Ray John Rondo. So that's what the Lakers have. No Chuck Love for a Kyle Kuzma? Yeah. Um, not so much. <laughs> I'll have my son put the jersey away then. But the Lakers are really good, and Denver is not going to come back. They might win one more game, mm -hmm. but they're not going to win three in a row. Lakers and Heat. Which would be an interesting NBA final to watch, don't you think? Yes. Yep. I mean, the way the Heat have played in this postseason i think most people would expect the lakers to win and they might even be rooting for the lakers to win given the kobe bryant story this year um and the lakers dedicating their season to kobe that would probably be somewhat of poetic justice uh but we'll see nathan just tweeted don't worry twitter while posting updates on lions and bears football may appear to be unusual activity chuck is simply doing his job give him the check Thanks. Thank you, Nathan. Let's check your Twitter right now and see if, caution, this account is temporarily restricted. Ah, yep, I just went to try to like Nathan's tweet and... Uh, Not allowed. Nope. nope. I'll, I'll like on your behalf. Well, how about you. that? Appreciate that. Hey, you know who's not blocked is Sports <laughs> with 2Ks. Yeah. <laughs> buddy because they don't do anything controversial nope you can oh. tell the twitter people won't be listening to this show where are where are my eyes tonight to watch the john glenn bremen game 46 sports on facebook youtube or the ihsa champions network pregame begins at 6 45 kickoff at seven and uh i watched on youtube last week i like that uh Platform. We had over 6,600 viewers on 
the platforms last week. Nice. Those three platforms combined for Elkhart Penn, which is understandable. I don't expect that many this weekend, but be nice. It'd be nice. Thanks for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never, ever, ever, ever miss an episode. We don't have anything from Corey's world today. Um, I really have nothing for you, Chuck. I'm sorry. How did the first day of in-person classes go for the youngster? It's a... I'm sorry if I hit a sore spot there. <sighs> wow. Hey, does this sound familiar to you at all? <laughs> I hate school. How do you hate it on the first day? <laughs> How do you hate it on the first day back when you finally get to have physical interaction with your friends? Trying to chip away at that tough shell of his. Tell me about it. Well, we do all go the same direction in the hallway. We're all kind of flowing like fish in the stream. Yes. I said, do you sit at a table? Yeah, we're plexiglass or whatever, Dad. And you're right up in the front, right? Yeah, how did you know that? Every class. Because I made a call. No distractions. We put in a request. (laughs) You did what? Yeah, he's just, he's just, I mean, I get it. I mean, he'd love for life to go back to normal, but... Uh, Wouldn't we all? Sorry, pal. This is the this is the cards we've been dealt. Yeah, I'm sure that's what Twitter is telling me right now. Mm-hmm. And I will say, if, if being blocked on Twitter for a couple of days is the most unjust thing that happens to me in my life, I'll take it. He'll take it. Until next time, Yak fans. Ooga Luga, Roberto Clemente. Oh, you're so good. We've had some fun. Yeah, the show is done. Now we gotta run. It's Sport Check. Sport Check. Sport Check is not filmed in front of a live studio audience. We done. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.